So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So this one's gonna be again about Tim Ferriss' Tools of Titans, a summary from the alanchang.com website, and I'm pretty fucking pumped. Woo! And with that being said, fucking said, <laughs> hello, welcome back to the next episode of the self development with Tactics fucking podcast. I assume that today's episode is going to be a little bit different, especially about the talking part or in terms of the talking part, because I haven't been recording in a day. So yesterday I wasn't recording anything because I've pre-recorded everything on, on uh, Thursday and Friday. And yeah, today's Sunday, but I'm still fucking pumped. The only problem that I'm encountering or that I was encountering is that I actually do not know uh, where I am. And this is a pretty this is a pretty big problem, I guess, I assume, but yeah, uh, I think I haven't gone through this part that I'm going to go through today, which is Tim Ferriss' 17 questions. Um, well, you know, as I was reading through all the questions, there are, um, I didn't know all of them, so I guess I haven't gone through this one. So, so yeah, and there's also a health part coming up in the summary, which is incredibly great because, you know, I think it's just, you know, always great to see what those really high performers, what those billionaires, what those millionaires do in a day to stay healthy and to stay in good shape and maybe also to stay happy, I guess, because at least for me, and I guess I'm, I might not be the only person that's thinking like this, health is a very great and very big part of me being happy because if I'm not healthy, and if I can't do the shit that I'm willing to do, then I'm fucking not happy. And I can't do the shit that I'm willing to do when I'm not healthy. And this is the problem then. So everything is somehow correlated. Everything is somehow in a very big structure, in a very big macro. Um, so yeah, scroll, scroll, scroll. There we fucking are. <laughs> the first two minutes and already, I think, three swear words or three fucks, I guess. That's amazing. That's really fucking amazing. No. Um, so Tim Ferriss, 17 questions, and now I'm going to start reading right now so that we do not lose any fucking time. And the fourth time. So check out my longer write-up on Tim Ferriss, 70 questions here. So there's apparently uh, a longer version of that. Maybe I just have a look at this. Or maybe we just have a look at this. Um... Well, it is pretty long. The thing that I'm just asking myself right now is whether I should whether I should actually go through the long version of it or the short version. The problem that I'm seeing there is that it would just take me a lot a lot a lot of fucking time to go to to go through the additional kind of um kind of knowledge and work he provided there. But I guess I should because you know, I don't want to give you everything there. You know, I do not want to give you just the half shift there is. And if there is just something more, I guess I should be doing that. So yeah, let's go through the longer version, actually. I guess, because we have fucking time. You know, it's not like we're just in a hurry or something. I do have enough time today. It's it's only half past or quarter before uh, 1 p.m. actually. But yeah. So Tim Ferriss, 70 questions to solve your life problems. And I think this could actually be a very important part of the book. So I don't know. 
feeling stuck in life? Question mark. Asking extreme questions get you thinking about your life from a different direction. You might find the solution was obvious all along. Tim Ferriss' 17, 17 questions are a great start to questioning what you can improve about your life. He discusses them in his best-selling book, Tools of Titans. Um, I, humbly, I humbly share... Humbly? 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 I think humbly, actually, but it just sounds so fucking stupid. I humbly share Tim Ferriss' questions below, adding my own interpretations and think thinking exercises to help you apply them. Since many of these questions relate to owning a business, I've purposely broadened the 17 questions to address more people, no matter your occupation, which is incredibly great. And which is just a really great advantage we have over those people who are only reading the book, because we have several just opinions. You know, you have your own opinion, I have my opinion, the author of the summary has his opinion or her opinion, in this case it's his opinion, um, and also those people that are, that might be just writing something down in the comments, might be discussing something in there, also have an opinion. And also those people that might hit me up on, uh, I don't know, Snapchat. I always just bring up Snapchat, but I'm not actually on Snapchat. You know, I am on with my personal account and also with my kind of business account, um, but I'm not using it, actually. So hit me up on Instagram. I think this is the best place to hit me up because I'm always there and I will always see it. At least, you know, this is the place that I'm checking out most often, I guess, to see if everything is okay and everything is working fine and everything is like I want it to work. Um, accompanying each of Tim Ferriss' 70 questions is a two-minute exercise prompting you to reflect on each question and type in your answer. In each form, uh, in each form, there is an email field so you will get your responses and hold yourself accountable. Take just one hour working through this page. I guarantee you will get insights you can apply immediately to your life. And then, and there's, oh, I'm very sorry that I didn't show you. So there is just the last thing that I went through. And there is actually a table of contents, which is actually always great about those, um, those book summary and also book summary websites, that they often actually give you a table of contents, which is great, so that you can actually jump to those sections that you're most interested in. So the first first question is going to be, and I've actually um, yeah had a hint or took a hint on them, or on it actually, um, on the main page from the summary. But the first question is, what if I did the opposite for 48 hours? So actually for two days. And I think, um, should I actually just read it and then talk about my opinion on it? Or should I just give you my opinion at first and then talk about it? Well, I don't know. But what I, what I um, thought about is that it, this is actually a great approach um, to see. Maybe I just go through it. I think I just go for it. So if you're stuck and not getting the performance you want, maybe you need to invert what you're doing. If you try the opposite for just 48 hours, for just, you know, it's... It's really a micro thing. Like it's it's really not a lot. Um, still, for some people, as me, for example, it might feel a lot. You know, for me, actually, not recording for two days or not doing something two days. And by the way, before I'm going ahead, I'm so fucking happy to be here again, and I'm so fucking just just grateful and pumped up that I can give you my opinion on just some shit that I'm reading here, and can give you also some value and maybe also entertainment, which would be just the best thing I could give you. Like value, on the other hand, and also well information on the other hand and entertainment entertainment on the other one would be great would be crazy great i hope i'm, I'm somehow doing that um 
So if you try the opposite for just 48 hours, the damage is limited. At worst, you fail and go back to your normal routine. At best, you find a totally new successful way to do things. Which could actually be the case. And I'm just thinking how I could do them. How I could just, you know, for example, the recording part. How could I do the recording part in the complete opposite? How could this be possible? You know, what would it look like? What would it be like? Is my door open? My closet door? It actually is. Let's close my closet door. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, so, um, I think there is actually an example. Yeah, there is an example. Um, so, as a salesman, uh, for a tech product early in his career, Tim wasn't meeting his sales numbers. At a loss for what to do, for what to do, he looked at what the other salespeople were doing and decided to do the opposite. He didn't have much to lose, and his inver- inversion might lead to new insights. For example, he noticed that the that salespeople made calls from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. The problem was that during these hours, the people had the people he was trying to reach. The CTOs and the CEOs were guarded by their receptionist and he, couldn't, he could never get through. What if he did the opposite of what everyone, w- what everyone was doing or what everyone else did? So he called his sales targets from 7am to 9am and from 6pm to 8pm. Well, it seems to be like that the receptionists aren't working you know, in these periods of time. Uh, during this time, the executives were working, but the receptionists weren't. So he got through, uh, which is actually great, which is really fucking great. And, and I've been thinking about this concept. So actually doing, I think, well, um, the whole doing the opposite thing, I guess, isn't that, isn't that important, I guess, you know, just, just doing the opposite. I think that opposite as a word or opposite as, as this thing in the sentence or in this kind of concept, I guess, um, doesn't have to be there, I guess. You know, I think you just have to change up things. And this is also something that I was thinking about. Something that I was kind of, uh, how do you say? Romanticizing? Is it romanticizing? About as well. So, never mind. <laughs> and uh, because I thought, like, would it be better if I actually go through the summaries and go through the content that I'm going through in the episode um, just beforehand and then talk about it later and as i'm going through it now um i'm thinking about uh, lou later i don't know if you know this channel and and of you you know might you might know unboxed therapy and it's basically the same guy but he's actually making an podcast or yeah and podcast no a podcast uh and actually a show with the podcast like you know the podcast is actually the audio version of the show the same exact thing that I'm apparently doing here. And the thing is that uh, he's actually also going through some things. So he, he just knows them before. You know, this is just this is just it. Like, uh, he still just shows a lot of pictures. He's, he's sitting there giving his opinion on shit, discussing very, very current topics and very recent topics. Topics? Topics. And, and, and he's basically somehow doing the same. The difference there is a little bit... Th- that he just knows what he's going through at a time or what he's just going to go through, which which might actually be an, an advantage that he's having over me, for example. Um, besides the whole fact that he's, has, that he's having a community and he then can just see, okay, you know, this is good content and this is bad content. 
the thing that I'm just doing here is putting out content, you know. Um, I don't know whether this is liked by my audience or not. You know, at the moment, I guess it's not liked because nobody's watching my shit, you know, really nobody. And, and, and well, you know, I can understand it because I think it just takes some time until I just get some recognition, until I get found by somebody, until I actually, you know, the thing actually is that the more content I put out, the more content I do, the more content I make, the more videos I make, the higher the chance actually is that one of these products, one of these videos is actually popping. One of these videos might go viral. I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know it beforehand. You know, some people have somehow figured it, figured it out. Um, and I guess I could just, you know, also do the same, like some, some kind of real life videos. Not sitting here and, and doing this. Just what I'm doing here. Um, the problem is I like doing what I'm doing here and it gives me a lot of value and I assume that's also giving you a lot of value and it's it's quite often about not being selfish but selfless um, but so yeah you know I do just struggle with knowing whether something is good because there's no there's there's not someone that is telling me okay it's shitty content you know it's not good especially because there might be somebody who is liking the stuff that I'm doing hasn't found it and and I really do not have to just uh, serve everyone and I think this is also not possible and if you're willing to do this if you're actually trying to just serve everyone I guess it wouldn't be working and this is actually something that uh, Seth Gordon is talking about in his book um, I think also permission marketing but it's a pretty old one so it could be the truth you know or it could be the case or not I don't actually know uh, but he's talking about this in a yeah, this is marketing. It's actually, I think, uh, the first time I've read it. Uh, I've actually, unfortunately, read it two times up to this point because the first time I didn't know it was this book because I had it on the Kindle and illegally fucking downloaded it. Never going to do this again, by the way, because I think it's not right. You know, it's, it's always like easy, right. Mm, often things which are easy are not right and often those things that are right, you know, do not have actually to be easy. Sometimes they are, fortunately, which is great because you then get both sides of, 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 of the good thing. Um, but this is something to ask yourself, whether something is easy or whether something is actually right. Let's please stick there, motherfucker. Hmm. That's the problem when you're losing, using some Ledex fucking gloves so that you're pleased well yeah let's fuck the light i guess so yeah i think i'm gonna go ahead i just lost the point that i was willing to make actually so it's you know it's it's still a great book and he just talks about that you can't just serve everyone and and you should just put something out that you're proud of i guess and you should just put stuff out and he's also making the point that every artist should be just putting out something. Like, you know, if you're, you would not be an artist by, by his thinking if you don't put out some things. But, but I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. I think you just, you know, would have to, to go through either summary of this one. Um, the problem there is that most of the time the summaries or one summary that I actually read on this book um, is completely different than the book. And this is also one of the kind of indicators or one of these um, ways I noticed that actually reading a book and reading a summary is completely something different. 
because obviously the writing style is different, the the way you get the knowledge is different. You know, in books you quite often or sometimes actually get it through stories. In those summaries you might only get it like, okay, here's the information, and well, it's just something completely different. Um, let's see. Um, he applied this thinking elsewhere in his role. Instead of being a hard-pushing salesman babbling about his product, what he, um, what if he just spent his time asking questions and understanding his target's problems? Eventually, his inversions boosted him to the top. I'm sorry, to the top performing uh, salesperson in his region. Question one recalls Charlie Munger's advice of invert, always invert. Don't take for granted what the standard wish wisdom is. And there is now a two-minute exercise how you could actually... It's actually Google Form. Yeah, it is Google Forms. Uh, I'm going to go through the questions that are in this kind of two-minute exercise, email exercise thing. Maybe you're doing it as well. Uh, I might be just putting in the comment, uh, not the comment, but the link to this certain page. Maybe not, I don't know, I tend to forget it quite always. So yeah, so take two minutes to reflect on this question. The first field is actually your email address. The second one is, what is your number one long-term, uh, the number one long-running frustration right now? What has been your usual approach? What, um, what would doing the opposite of your usual approach look like? The thing that I am trying to see there is whether... Um, these informations can actually be taken by the author of the summary or of this article or not. Like, you know, this might be pretty personal. Um, just, just maybe not this question or maybe not this, this answer to the question, but maybe just some later ones. So, so I don't really know. Reflection. Sometimes you already know what you need to what you need to do. This exercise just gives you the courage to do it by chapping your exposure time to 48 hours. What if it what if instead of biting your tongue and taking a backseat at work, you instead openly spoke your mind for 48 hours? What if I inst what if instead of obsessing about perfecting perfecting your side project before showing in before before showing it uh, publicly you released it within 48 hours. In contrast, sometimes you don't know what exactly you should do and this exercise shows you options. What if instead of going out with friends overnight, you denied every inv invitation for two days and spent it at home? You know, it could actually also be a great thing. Um, and I guess, you know, there should not be much to regret there. Um, there might be, you know, and this might then just be a very fucked up situation if they actually kind of did something, your boys, your girls, your friends, and you weren't there. And it's, it's well, like, I don't want to be just the negative person saying, like, okay, you should definitely not do this kind of thing that he's pointing out there. It could work. It could definitely work. You know, I'm, I'm really not saying that it should not work or it, it will not work. It could definitely work. I just always try to to give you the downsides and the upsides and everything that I'm thinking about because because I don't know I think it's it's just good to have a lot of opinions and a lot of thoughts and maybe I'm thinking about something that you're not thinking about and maybe you're thinking about something that I am not thinking about you know uh, I think often the case actually or 
relatively often the case. I don't think it's, it's really often the case. Like we are all individuals and we all think differently and we all focus on different stuff. So therefore chances are pretty fucking high. Um, what if instead of compulsively checking your emails or Slack, you shut it off for six hours a day for just two days? Well, you know, as being said, I don't know. I do not think it is about just doing the opposite. I think it's about changing things up and seeing whether they work or how they feel actually and what they look like and maybe even encountering something that's incredibly just positive for you, like getting you know way more productive by actually just only um, being on for six hours on Slack or only just going through your emails for six hours a day um, instead of quite all the day or being distracted by them all the day. So, so I really don't think it's about doing the opposite. It's a, it's at my point of view. Well, you know, often doing the opposite can be just a change or can be just a thing that that might be just the best one. But, um, but yeah, um, I think just changing up things in general might be something that could give you a lot of value or might be something that could give you just a lot to your life. Second question. Uh, no, actually not. So by forcing yourself to behave differently, you will f- you will question the benefit of your original behavior. For checking email, maybe it turns out no email is really that urgent. But you love the focused time you get by turning it off. I habitually invert to catch my blind spots. What am I missing that can go wrong? And why am I defining why am I defining success in a certain way? Actually the truth. And I think actually also something that's, that's well, you know, I just think about generalizations. And generalizations are a thing that a lot of people do, unfortunately. Um, even though I do just have to say, thinking about every situation, thinking about every factor and whatsoever, um, might not be, well, it is possible for all the theses that, you know, people put out there, but... But I don't know. I think it's it's often for the sake of being faster, being more clearer, and then communication, and so on. So I don't know. I think just for example, the whole reading book thing. You know, it's something that bothers me quite to some bit. Um, on the other hand, I understand because books are a great great source of information. The thing is, the internet and our, all we have for free available here is also fucking great you're still going to find different information from the internet and different information from a book. And it's just the case. And you might not also just find the the same information from a book or you got from a book in the internet as well. Uh, Or on Google as well, you know, doesn't matter. But but yeah, I think it's, it's, it might be important to just, you know, it, it always depends on how you learn. You know, some people learn through books, some people learn from watching videos, taking courses and whatsoever. And some people just, yeah, learn by doing. Um, and it then just really just comes up to who you are and how you learn and how you're able to learn the best and whatsoever. So it's, it's really, again, a question about us being all individuals. Can I go through? Yeah. Question two, should be uh, possible to go through in the next seven minutes. So question two, what do I spend a lot of money on and how might I scratch my own itch? This is a perfect question if you want to start a business but you don't know what problem to solve. Chances are you have been solving the problem for, that you have been solving the problem for yourself. 
When the dot-com crash happened, Tim Ferriss wanted to start his own company. Instead of doing deep market research, he looked at his credit card statements. He was spending $500 per month on sports supplements on an annual, uh, on an annual income. $500 fucking dollars per month for supplements. You know, by the way, you know, the whole supplement thing, I think, is, is somehow overdone. I do get that supplements could really give you a boost, you know, to your performance and to your well-being especially. But I also think that that a lot of them are just quite unnecessary and, and do not give you any value or, or anything to you. So I don't know. I think you should, you know, you all should do the research on your own, I guess, and maybe go through certain sources. Some of them might be just believable, some of them not. You know, I think, uh, yeah, being a, being a little bit skeptical, I guess, could help there. But, but yeah, uh, on an annual income of 40k... This validated a personal need that he could turn into a business, even the better as an avid consumer. He knew how the industry worked, uh, which ads worked best, which vendors had the highest reputation. He created a supplement he couldn't find on the market called Brain Quicken. So quick and then Brain Quicken. Launched a business and paved the way to the four-hour work week and beyond. Tim's story cooperates, uh, cooperated Cooperates Paul Graham and Y Combinator's advice of solve your own problem, which is actually something that I've been talking about in the latest episodes, of course. Um, I do not know which one it was, but I've definitely been talking about it, that it actually is a great thing. Um, So by solving your own problem, you guarantee that at least one customer exists for what you want to build, which is yourself. And given the 7 billion people in the world, chances are that thousands of people face your, face your very problem. If you, can, if you can attract a small group of intensively loyal users or 1,000 true fans, uh, you're off to a great start. Um, the 1,000 true fans thing, uh, I guess, is actually from Seth Godin, so actually from the author of the book that I just shown you. Um, I don't really know if it is actually from him, but he's also talking about it. And it is actually the same thing as, as me talking about, okay, you can't serve everyone, which is just the case. And often it is just enough to serve 1,000 people. And know the thing is, if you have, and I've been doing the math before, um, if you have 1,000 people, and 1,000 people actually, or 1,000 true fans, and true fans are fans considered that actually buy everything that you're producing, going to every concert you're on, and whatsoever. So whatever you're doing, they are in. And for example, if you just, yeah, uh, if you're having a $10 subscription service kind of thing, or even let's say $2, you're already making two fucking K. The thing is, you might not only do just, I don't know, one thing, you know, you might also have some some tournaments, maybe some tours, Everything could be just the case because, you know, who knows? You can do every fucking thing and if they're on everything or if they're in everything, you're good to go, I guess. Um, I would expand Tim's questions beyond just money. The two-minute exercise. What do you spend a lot of time doing that you feel is wasteful? What are small frictions in your life you wish didn't exist? And what kind of solution have you hacked together that isn't commercially available? Could you turn your hacky solution into a product? Question mark. 
and then the reflection. And there's actually no kind of form, so email form. Um, but yeah, reflection. Many great companies were founded this way before Sarah Blakely, Blakely uh, started Spanx. She was creating her own form, form-fitting undergarments by cutting pantyhose. Uh, when Drew Houston created Dropbox, he went on a four-hour-long bus ride but forgot his USB drive. <laughs> well, I think these are just, you know, dead things that just really so fucking bother you that uh, they just have to do something against it somehow. But yeah, this is actually the last one from today's episode. And I do hope that you've enjoyed it. I massively fucking enjoyed it. I, I by the way, hope that my voice is not sounding somehow strange. Having a really dry voice for, or have been having, um, had been having, have been having, I don't know. Uh, quite a dry voice for the last five, no, not five days, three days. And um, because of the whole pre-recording that I had to do and whatsoever, it's just, yeah, pissing me a little bit on. But I'm just done with this one. I'm gonna rest my voice for a little bit until I record the next one. And yeah. Then I'll see. And then we're going through another one. But until then, I wish you the best health, wealth, happiness and success. And I also hope that you're going to remind yourself on how you gonna be remembered. You know, basically your legacy, whether you're going to be remembered as a good person or as a bad person, it is totally up to fucking you. You have the, rec- uh, the control over it and it is totally in your hands. So basically you decide, which is great. Because you can decide and you have the power and you have the control and it is up to you. You do not need everyone else or anyone else. I see you and thank you very much for listening and or even watching. I see you. I love you.